Amen, amen, amen. You can be seated this morning. I want to invite Pastor Brandon up to help me this morning. Praise God. Well, so good to see all of you this morning. And um, man, you know, youth camp is such an important part of what we do as a church. And uh, the reason why it's so significant, and it's not just like a little bit of a side thing that we do and like we're making it front and center and things like that is because I don't think either of us would even be standing up here if it weren't for youth camps, no, right? No, I mean, we all. both had experiences with God. For those of you who don't know, Pastor Brandon is my brother-in-law, also youth pastor, and uh, and uh, been, been doing ministry together real before One Life, and uh, God's just brought us together, you know, to minister, and, and I'm thankful for that. But really neither of us would be standing up here without having an experience similar to what these kids just just had at youth camp and my life was changed in a moment your story is similar and I, I was 15 years old from that day until now uh, I've been saying 25 years but y'all know my birthday was a couple days ago so 26 years now it comes once a year it comes, it comes quick it's just geez my goodness Y'all know I was 28 years old when I start, when started this church, 28. I'm now 41. So that's, it spans across three decades, you know, it, it, no matter how you look at it, 20s, 30s, 40s, anyway. Um, and I felt it on the basketball court. Wait, before we even get started, look, <laughs> look, I got I to gotta do something real quick before we even get started. Because you, you said something at camp, you know, you were talking and you were very serious. And, you know, you said to the kids, uh, even in athletics... You know, you need to be spirit-filled, basically. You know, you need to have the fruit of the Spirit while, while you're in athletics. And so I just want to repent to you guys right now just for, <laughs> just for you know, absolutely humiliating you on the basketball court. I, I just, it's bothered me all weekend. Just, I just crushed you so bad, and I, I couldn't get over it. But, again, I repent, and I'm sorry. Now, let's get back to what really matters here this morning. But you were right, Pastor. I, I was not in the Spirit, right? Y'all, it was, you can hear me? Uh -oh. Can you hear me? You got me? There we go. I was just going to add that it was brutal. I saw it. it yeah, it was it brutal. Was brutal. Those, those young guys, they got a lot to learn still. I think it was Jordan said, you reach, I teach. You know, you, is it? anyway. Um, so, first of all, I got to mention a couple things, guys. Um, those that gave financially, I got to start there. I got to start there because we had over $8,000 come in, you know, that, that allowed us to be able to only charge $100 a kid to go to camp. The, the real cost is what? Uh, you, you know better oh, than me. It would, it would probably be close to $400 a kid. Yeah. So it's just, it's very expensive to do a week-long camp, you know, for the, the facilities and all the food and, and, and the games and everything that's involved. It's very expensive. But we know that that greatly limits the amount of people that can go to camp. So we, we depended on you guys um, to sow financially, and we asked for, we needed about $8,000, depending on how many kids go, and I mean, within a matter of two or three weeks, it came in, and I just want to thank you guys for that. I, you don't know how much it means to God and to me. You know, I know it's a sacrifice, and I mean, some people, uh, just, some, just hundreds of dollars, some people gave thousands of dollars to, to send kids to camp, you know, and I appreciate that because it shows that you know the value. You know the value of what's happening there. And if you could have been there, and some of you were, but if you could be there to see 
with your own eyes what God is doing, I promise you, you would, you would never be the same again just from watching. Just from watching what God is doing in their life. Uh, you, even if you didn't experience it, if you were just like in a glass cube in the back and you, all you could do is watch, it would transform you completely just seeing what God was doing in, in their lives. And I was telling, I'm going to let you talk in a minute. But anyway, um, <laughs> it's just I'm so excited about it. But I was telling Jen, or who was I telling? Somebody this morning about I've never seen anything that, that can transform a child so quickly. I mean, you take the best counseling, the best doctors, the best programs. We had four days with these, with these kids, and for the way, and some of y'all could testify to it because I talked to some of you, and the way you came in versus the way you left on Friday, no, nothing else could accomplish that. The Spirit of God getting on their life and opening their eyes to things that they'd never seen, never known before. And that the transformation that happened from Tuesday to Friday uh, in just a four-day span. And we all leave as the leaders and the adults. We're like, we are so sad because we are like, I hate that you have to leave this environment. Because if you could just stay in this environment right here, no telling what your life would look like. You do got to kind of come out of the glory a little bit and then get back to real life. But then that's the beauty of having the Holy Spirit is now you get to carry it with you everywhere, everywhere you go. You can carry that and you can keep that fire lit up. Secondly, so, the, so financially, you guys. And then secondly, I, we just have to thank the volunteers. Um, I, uh, look, I, this is, when you, when you go to camp, how many volunteers did we take? How many leaders, adults? We had, we had 23 just from, from our, our church. church. 23? 23. So, yeah. So 23 adults that, that every one of them had to take vacation days spend their own money to be there. And, and if you were in a cabin with a kid, many of them, when you, when you talk to them, what they would say is, there's, there's no amount of money you could pay me to do this. So it's, so, but yet, but yet they're taking vacation days, they're taking time out of their schedule. Many of them had to find childcare for their younger kids that couldn't be at camp, you know, so grandparents are getting involved. It's a massive sacrifice to take a week off and go to camp. And so for you volunteers that did that, listen, you made an eternal investment in these guys' lives. And I just want to say thank you. Thank you so much to you guys for doing that and that, that being there for that. So then um, I want to tell you a little bit about how this year happened because at the beginning of the year, we, did, we do our church 21-day fast, and we've been doing youth camp for probably, what, 10 years? Or say, would you say, at, at One Life? Um, and this is the first year this ever happened. In the 21-day fast, the Lord began to give me direction about youth camp. And I wrote down some things, and then all year, really, it was a big, up to this point, it was a huge focus of mine personally was just camp, mostly just praying but even during the life group semester, the Lord directed me to go spend the semester with the youth. So I was back with the youth while you guys were in life groups on Wednesday nights. I was back with the youth, in life groups with the youth. Uh, Brandon and I talking and praying. And God began to just show me th some things about, about the youth camp and what he wanted to do. And one of the things that the Lord showed me at the beginning of this year was that he wanted to baptize these youth in the Holy Spirit. And so we prayed about it all year. God, we want these, just like we see it in the book of Acts, we want to see these youth get baptized 
in the Holy Spirit. Now, let me just make you, if, if you parent some of these youth, you know um, you can't make them do anything. You, you, can't, you can't talk them into something. Like, if, if that was going to happen, God had to do that. God had to do it. It had to be supernatural. And I've been pastoring this church for 13 years, and I found that out a long time ago. You can't make somebody receive the Spirit. You, I wish I could. I wish I could make you worship. Make you, I wish I could do a lot of things. I can't do that. It had to be supernatural. And let me just tell you, the Holy Spirit came in that camp. And between all three churches, there were over 100 youth that were baptized in the Holy Spirit at this camp. Now, you got to understand something about me and, and about this, okay? I do not value or care about anything fake. I don't want it. I don't care for it. I'm not an emotional person. You're not going to see me faking nothing. Like if the Holy Spirit, if you're going to see a little bit of emotionalism out of me, it's going to be because I got hit. Either I got shocked with electricity or the Holy Spirit came on me. I'm just not really that way. So I don't value that. I don't value, you know, y'all know I don't preach like that. I don't try to work up a crowd or do, I don't care about that at all. And, and besides that, uh, I didn't fast and pray all year so that I could see something fake at camp. Uh, I don't care about that. If, if we were, what we were praying for is for a genuine experience and move of God, for the Holy Spirit, like we see in the book of Acts, to come on these kids and on these leaders, too, because I think we had 13 leaders filled with the Holy Spirit, too. So, <laughs> But we experienced an outpouring of God at camp, unlike any youth camp that I, I personally had ever been part of. So I just feel like you need to say something because I'm just hogging all the time. But just jump in there and tell us something. So, you know, I've been doing youth camp for almost two decades now, and I've never experienced anything like this. And I think, you know, for me personally, I grew more at this youth camp than I ever have. I've experienced yeah. God more than I ever have. And, you know, one of the things, we started our own youth camp three years ago. We felt led. We were really questioning, is the youth camp strategy really what God even has? That's you right. Know, I because we were, everything's on the chopping block, and we will do whatever the Spirit leads us to do. And if youth camp is not it, then it's chopped, and let's do something else as the Spirit leads. So, because we weren't really, exp it was okay but we weren't reaching those levels that we knew were possible. Right. Yeah. And I think with that, one of the things that I realized this year is, yeah, we, you know, we'd sort of gotten out in the water a little bit. We've, we'd experienced the presence. We encountered the presence of God. But what was different about this year is we didn't just experience the presence of God and leave. We were filled with the Spirit of God. Mm -hmm. And it, it, it was a game changer. It changed everything. Yeah. It was so good. Uh, and part of, part of uh, the focus specifically for this year is we both kind of realized we were having these conversations throughout the year of, man, we have, like, we work our tails off to sacrifice and, and preach and disciple and take them on trips and, <clears throat> and everything that we know to do. But sometimes it feels like you're only moving the needle that much. And, and we talk and we go, you know, that's because without the move of the Spirit, you're only going to move the needle that much. And uh, one of the scriptures that the Lord began to show us, um, uh, I think it's in Nehemiah, where he says that it's not by might, it's not by power, but it's by my spirit, says the Lord. And a lot of times you can do ministry by might and by physical strength and power and physical, you know, what you can do in the flesh, but it's lacking that, that power of God that you need to truly change a heart.
and change your mind. And that was what we saw happen at camp. Well, you know, we, we made a shift as a youth group a couple years ago where we said, you know, we're, we started removing some of the games, some of the fun things, the, you know, the things that every other youth ministry does because it's what you're supposed to do, right? You're supposed to have the, the rap music. You're supposed to have the lights. You're supposed to have the pizza and all the games. And we said, listen, we want to be a youth group that is a youth group of prayer and worship and the word and that is going to be our focus do we have fun yes but i tell our kids all the time i'm not the funnest youth pastor out there i'm just not there if you want fun if you want games there are people that do it way better than me but we are going to go after the spirit of god and, and that's what we went after and that's what we received at camp you know um one of the scriptures and i, w I just want to read this because this is one of the scriptures that i read and taught on at camp this is in first corinthians chapter 2 Verse 12, it says, Now we have received not the spirit of this world. We taught that there is a spirit of this world, and we see this active currently in our culture. But the spirit who is from God, that is the spirit that these kids and these leaders that we received at camp, that we might understand the things freely given to us by God. Verse 13 says, And we impart this in word, not taught by human wisdom, but taught by the spirit interpreting spiritual truths to those who are spiritual. And as Pastor was saying, yeah, not to toot my own horn, but I work my tail off for these kids. I, I study and pray and prep and prepare, and you look at all the just natural effort that we put into youth ministry, but without the Spirit of God, none of that matters. We're, we're, we're moving the dial, but in a moment their spiritual eyes were opened and now I can just read a scripture and the Holy Spirit teaches them. The Holy Spirit leads them. The Holy Spirit moves that dial. And so that's what we were after. Exactly. And um, there's not also though, you know, there's not a leader or a student that was at that camp that would say you're not the fun youth pastor guy. I, after I saw <laughs> uh, after I saw uh, you know, kids sliding on Visqueen with you know, Vaseline, all that, yeah, watermelons, yeah, just on and on. Well, you know, we've, we've, I just want to say this real quick. We've, I have seen, because I'm connected with so many, and there's, there are tons of amazing churches and, and youth pastors out there, but there is, there is a shift where the world and culture has gotten into the youth groups and said, you know, here's the strategy, here's how to do it, and I just don't believe that's true. Yeah, I'm, I'm joking when I say that because I, we've had so many conversations, though, about Basically, what is your bait going to be? What is, your, what is the attractant? Is it going to be pizza and games and all? And Because, yeah, you can attract a lot of kids like that. Or are we going to have the Holy Spirit of God and that be what draws people to us? Because, you know, we're ju we just didn't go in the ministry so that we could be, you know, like a daycare, taking care of kids and entertaining them. That's not interesting to me. But we had, we had experiences with the power of God when we were, young and we want them to have that same that same thing uh, I want to read this same scri uh, scripture in a similar line first Thessalonians 1 4 Paul wrote to the Thessalonian church and he's he's reminding them of what happened when he came to their city and this church was planted in the first place he said for we know brothers loved by God that he has chosen you and then he gives them the reason he said I know God chose you and here's how I know because our gospel came to you not only in word and see, a lot of churches, it's word only. That's all you ever experience is, is word. But there's no presence. There's no spirit. He said, our gospel came to you not only in word. It came in word, but not only in word, but also in power 
and in the Holy Spirit and full of conviction. So this is how he knew God chose them. He said, because God showed up and did things that I can't do. What I can do is bring the word. This is what Paul's saying, and I relate to it as a pastor. What I can do is I can get up and preach. I can pray. I can prepare a sermon. I can communicate it. I can preach. What I can't do, I can't fill somebody with the Holy Spirit. I can't bring true born-again salvation into somebody's life. I can't set anybody free. I can't get you to see what you need to see. If I, I, even though I would want to just grab you by the ears and shake you and get you to see it, I can't do it. Unless we partner with God and God comes out supernaturally out of heaven and touches lives, they're only basically going to get the word. But the word, praise God for the word. You know how much I value the word. The word by itself produces a Pharisee. you got to have the spirit of God with the word. And to be honest with you, some of you are probably a little bit scared of that because you go, well, I, you know, I know about those spirit-filled churches. They're a little bit weird. You know, there's some weird flaky people out there. Listen, I feel the exact same way. <laughs> okay, <laughs> we're a spirit-filled church. But I don't always like, can I say that? I don't think that's appropriate to say, but I don't always like other spirit-filled churches and people because they're, they're weird. But listen, <laughs> but... <laughs> But let, me, but let me explain something to you. Let me tell you why that is. It's very simple. It's an imbalance of the Word and the Spirit. If you have too much Word, you get a dead, dry church that nothing ever happens in, and, it just dead, and you fall asleep in the sermon. And so many of you, when you came to this church, this is, I hear it all the time. This is the most common thing I hear when people come to this church. They go, my God, what is different about this church? They say, there's something different about the worship. When I walk in, I just felt it. There's something different about your preaching. There's just something's different. Can I tell you what it is? It's the Holy Spirit. That, that's what it is. That's the difference. And then people think, oh, well, you know, I don't know about all that Holy Spirit stuff. You know, I don't know all but Yeah, but you love the results of it. That's why you're here. And so when you have a church that's all word, all word, all word, and no spirit or not enough spirit is very dry, it's very dead. You get another church that's all spirit and no weird. Uh, excuse me. <coughs> <coughs> My, out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. <laughs> you get a church that's all spirit and no word is weird. It gets, it gets, you get flaky, you get out there. Why? Because the word of God's our anchor. The Word of God judges everything that we think we're feeling or experiencing. The Word of God reigns supreme above any emotion or feeling. Well, I feel like God told me this, or I feel like God is doing You can get out there. But the Word of God is an anchor to all of this. It's our foundation. You never get away from the Word. But it's a balance of both. It's the, it's the, it's the balance of the Word and the Spirit that produces the, the likeness of Christ in a, in a person's life. So some of us... We came from churches that they just focus on the word on, and you never experience the spirit. But I'm going to tell you, there's a beautiful balance, and you ain't got to get weird about it because I'm not weird. Y'all been coming for 13 years. You're not going to like all of a sudden see a side of me or a side of the church you hadn't seen. But this is a powerful experience that every believer needs in their life. Trust me. It's a, and, it's, and even for those of us that have been filled with the spirit, go read the book of Acts. I was reading this morning, Acts chapter 4. You know, they're, they're filled with the Holy Spirit in the upper room. And then in Acts chapter 4, they've got some threats coming against them. And so they start to pray, and they say, Lord, give us boldness. And they're, they're praying for boldness. They're praying for the... And the Bible says that the room began to shake, and they were all filled with the Holy Spirit. Well, I thought they were already all filled with the Holy Spirit two chapters before in the upper room. 
And some people think, well, you know, yeah, I got filled with the Spirit way back then. Oh, no, no. You could get filled with the Spirit and need to be filled with the Spirit on and on again. It doesn't mean you're like receiving a new Holy Spirit or you lost the Holy Spirit, nothing like that. But you're just getting filled up. Like you're topping off a gas tank. You're getting filled with the Holy Spirit. And you should have that experience over and over and over again in your life. Amen. Acts chapter 1-8. Look at what Jesus said. He said, you will receive Power. Everybody say power. power. There's a type of Christian that feels like they have no power. Be honest about it. There's a type of Christian they feel like they have no power. They're like, well, I know I'm saved, but I don't know if there's any power. Well, Jesus said, when you receive the Holy Spirit, you will receive power. If you don't feel like you have power, maybe you need this experience of the Holy Spirit in your life. And that's what happened this week at camp. I can tell you, every one of these kids could tell you about it. Every one of them could tell you about it. And all I say is this, just watch the fruit in their life. Don't let me down, guys. Watch the fruit in their life. Watch the fruit in their life from being baptized and filled with the Holy Spirit. Um, go ahead, Brandon. Talk, tell us something Yeah, I, I just want to say, you know, that's one of the things that we told them, because uh, that's a question, well, what do we do next, you know? Do we, do we start just telling people? Do we talk, start just talking about this? And I, we told them, listen, the fruit of your life, the fruit of the Spirit in your life, people are going to recognize it. They're going to see it, and they're going to want that. When you see people who their lives have been changed, not by flesh, not by uh, anything that we've done, except here's the Holy Spirit. We teach the Spirit. You receive the Spirit, and the Spirit changes lives. And so we said the fruit of your life will preach the gospel to others. You know, and good. this... Uh, I'll just be honest, this, every camp, there's, there's a tremendous amount of pressure, you know, that I feel mm -hmm. because it's got to be right. Mm -hmm. You know, everything needs to be in its place. Everything needs to be thought out, you know, um, and even a pressure for you need to get this right so that the spirit can move. Mm -hmm. This year, I'm just telling you, God gave me a supernatural piece of you can't do this. It doesn't matter if this isn't right. And I, look, I was just skipping through camp. I brought my bicycle, and I'm just riding around, just enjoying. And just because I had the peace of God and knowing there's nothing you can do to change these kids. Mm -hmm. And in line with that, what I, what I felt the same way while I was at camp, what I felt was all the work had been done in advance already. And it was in the six months of prayer and fasting, prayer, and fasting, praying, praying, praying. And, that, and it's like, that's where the, now you just walk it out. And that was, that was what happened. Yeah, well, so, you know, we're praying, we're fasting, but the leaders that are going, they're praying, they're fasting. The students begin to pray and fast. I mean, several of them, they were fasting their phones and social media because, you know, six weeks leading up before camp, we're teaching them about the Holy Spirit. We're, we're preparing them. We're, we're building their expectation and, and their hope and their faith. And so I'm telling you, when these kids showed up to camp, they came with faith, believing God, and it, it makes a difference. And guys, I hope for those of you that are kind of spectating and watching on the outside, I, I hope that you can understand the value of this. The value of a young person getting a hold of God when they are young and not having to make the stupid mistakes that people make and, and the stupid relationships that people get into and all the things that come out of living a life of not following God. If a young person, that, it's a lie that we've kind of bought, isn't it? That, oh, well, they're all going to go through stuff. And they're all going to get away from God and they're all going to do. That wasn't my story. And I'm going to tell you, I, I pastor a lot of people that they went through a lot of heartache because they didn't, they didn't keep what God did in their life when they were young. 
And you look at what's happening in our world right now, the, the spirit of this world, because you, you brought this up at camp, and I, and I love this uh, idea that the, God gives us the Holy Spirit, but then the world gives us the spirit of this world, and all it really is is a counterfeit and a perversion of the Holy Spirit. Because everything God has, Satan just tries to pervert it and counterfeit it. He's not very original. He just tries to take what God does and counterfeit it. And these kids are either going to be inundated and wrapped up by the spirit of this world, or they're going to be wrapped up by the Holy Spirit. And, and it's going to affect every single thing they do going out. Because let me tell you, there, I've never seen the spirit of the world as bad as it is right now. The, the crazy ideas and deception and pressure pressure to go a certain way and think a certain way and, and get in line with this way of thinking of the spirit of this world. Their only hope is the Holy Spirit. And I can't think of a generation that needs the power and the leading of the Holy Spirit more than this, this generation right here in front of us. Because as I told them at camp, there's nobody that needs the Holy Spirit more than teenagers because they're about to make the most important decisions of their life. And we observed and talked about how almost unfair it is that you're about to make the most important decisions of your life when you're the least qualified to make them. You're about to choose your spouse. You're about to choose if and where and when you go to college. You're about to choose a career. You're about to choose what state you live in. You're about to choose how many children you have. You're going to choose a lot of things. And think about it. You're not qualified to do any of that until you're about 40 years old. And, but by that, it's too late. But you know how you can do it? By the Holy Spirit. You get filled with the Holy Spirit, and the Holy Spirit will lead you and guide you in every one of those decisions and every, and every one of those choices. The Holy Spirit will guide you. How do I know? Because he did it for me. He'll guide you in every one of those things, and you need it now. You can't wait until you're older. You've got to have it now. That's your, that's your moment to jump in, Brandon, right there. I was just enjoying it. I was just agreeing. My, my goodness. Um, you know, we, we love your kids. We, we absolutely do. You know, just with the, with the love of God. And so we are, we are so blessed to, to, that you would trust us with them, that you would send them to this camp. Um, you know, you as parents that, I mean, obviously I can't, I can't love them as much as you do, right? I mean, I can love them with the love of God, but, you know, these are your kids. And I just want to say that the investment that you made, I know some of you, you sent them to camp kicking and screaming and fighting. And, you know, they didn't want to go, but you made them. And so thank you. You made yes. the right choice. Thank, thank, you thank you for that. Trust me. Thank you for that. Okay, real quick, I got to just talk about the last night of camp real quick. I, guys, listen, I've been serving the Lord for 26 years and going to camp most of those years. And I have personally never experienced that, that what I experienced the last night of camp. That, that particular environment and the presence of God that was in that place on the last night of camp. And all I can explain it by saying is, it felt like a little glimpse of what heaven is going to be like. It, it's very hard to talk about, honestly, but it just the presence of God was in there, and there were kids praying. There were kids worshiping. There were kids talking to one another. There were, there were adults 
talking. There were people giving testimonies. It was just all around the room. It wasn't like we were in a church service. It was like we were at an after party that this, I, can't, I don't know how to explain like it. Kid, I mean, it was like, you know, an after party. People are, are mingling. And it, so we went from praying and, and worshiping. And then you hear kids just going up to other kids and telling them about what God just did in their but, life. But the, what made that all unique was there was this cloak, this thickness of the presence of God that was covering every bit of it. And it didn't matter that this person was praying, this person was worshiping, these people were talking. It was just like the presence of, and that's why I say it was like heaven, because in heaven, you know, you, you, you might be having a meal, but it's in the presence of God. You might be talking to a friend, but it's all in the presence of God. And then so on top of that, there was this supernatural joy and peace and like just refreshing that you just felt like you're on a, some kind of high, just like you're in this weird space. And it was the most unique experience it, well, they would they would all of a sudden they're going from prayer to erupting and just celebration and, and clapping and shouting and then they're right back into prayer yeah and, and like <laughs> one person would get touched by God and everybody around them could feel it and so everybody's just clapping for them and happy for them and I'm, I'm standing off to the side just praying enjoying this I'm like oh this is good I'm just off to the side enjoying this and then here come one walking up to me and they're like I need to be saved I'm like I knew that but I yeah I <laughs> been waiting on you and I'm telling you not these aren't when I say kids getting saved guys I need you to understand this is not like okay yeah say a prayer it's not that I'm talking about when we start praying the power of God hit those kids tears start their bodies are trembling I mean just overwhelmed by the power of God and some of them would cry for the next hour just weeping because they saw the love of God for the first time. They encountered the love of God for the first time. And, and that was the environment. And it, it just felt like we could have gone on for, for hours. Well, we had, to, we had to add a service in the morning. Now, I bet that most of you parents have a difficult time getting your kids up early to do something. But they were waking up at 6 in the morning to come to an extra prayer service. And let me just tell you. The presence of God in these prayer services were so powerful, so strong, nothing special. We gathered, we put on some music, and we prayed. And they would show up. They showed up the next morning. They showed up the next morning. So, yeah, we could, we could have kept, just yeah. kept going. And, you know, it's funny. Some people will say, well, you know, I don't, I don't know if all that stuff is to, for today. Well, try coming to tell any single person that camped that. <laughs> you, you're saying that because you hadn't experienced it. But... If you would be, if you're in there, you, you you would never say that because yeah, no, it's for today. Same God, same Holy Spirit, same dispensation. It's going to be happening all the way until Jesus comes back. What you see in the Book of Acts is what the church is supposed to walk in all the way till Jesus comes back. And um, I think you know sometimes we get away from that, and I think we got to get hungry for it, and we got to we got to press for that. So I think we've got a few testimonies. I want to hear the part of the service that I don't have any control over because I don't know what they're going to say, so don't blame me, okay? Um, but we're going to get a few little testimonies and just hear maybe from some of the kids, some of the leaders. Brandon, you kind of pick most of those. Just Yeah, so we'll, uh, we're going to start with uh, one of our leaders, Chris Scroggs. Y'all give him a hand Come as it on, comes Chris. up. All right, all right. So yeah, they're, they're getting me out of the way first. It's perfect. Um, no, I'm just kidding. Um, Oh gosh, uh, I guess it's a, this is a good problem to have in a church, uh, a lot of people. Um, <laughs> okay, uh, so 
I'm gonna be as quick as possible. Um, I'm I'm just very excited to to be here today, uh, in the same church that I was in before camp. I have been radically changed, and I want to start about a year and a half ago. Um, Pastor Josh was was preaching on Wednesday nights in Acts, and I grew up with a different faith background, uh, a different set of beliefs. And I didn't believe in speaking in tongues and, and the Holy Spirit being baptized and, and falling. And I didn't believe in any of that. And so when Acts came around, he's, he's going through Wednesday night, he's, he's preaching in Acts. He starts going over the, these things about how the church should operate with speaking in tongues, that it is for today. And the Holy Spirit is here and he is for today. And I went, with, went, went to Pastor Brandon with, with questions and, and he, he gave me a book to read. He said, I want you to read this book. It's uh, How to Be Led by the Spirit, uh, Kenneth Hagin. And, and I read that book front to back within a couple of months, fast as I've probably ever read any book in my life. I'm not a big reader. Um, I'm, I'm working on that. I'm trying. And, uh, and I read that book uh, cover to cover, and my beliefs changed. My, my beliefs changed. My faith really didn't. Um, I, I knew it up here. But I hadn't really experienced it, and I hadn't asked, I hadn't prayed, none of that. Time moves on. That was about, a, like I said, a year and a half ago. So a year moves on. Or we go to camp last year. It was great. It was wonderful, you know. But, but a year goes on, and about six months ago, I began to feel God kind of convicting me a little bit and saying, you know, I have more to offer you. Yeah. Um, mm. he, he began to say, um, I began to feel like I had become a little bit callous to the lost that I didn't really have a heart for, for the people who, who don't know the God that I know. And, and I kind of pushed down a little bit, work, work got busy. I have a, I'm, I'm married and I have, a, I have a daughter. I know I look like one of the youth, but I, I, I am a father and, and I have a daughter. And so, you know, work got busy, this thing got busy. And I didn't really push in, I, I kind of retracted. And a few months go by, youth camp starts coming around and Pastor Brandon, gives us a book to read, tells us, I want you to read this book. Uh, I actually don't remember the name of the book, but it's by Greg Fritz. You remember the name of the book? Plug it. Uh, it was about the, the gift, gift, of the gift of the Holy Spirit. Wonderful book. Uh, haven't actually completely finished it yet, uh, full disclosure. <laughs> but, but the, the, the beginning of the book, he starts going into detail about um, the church, and he starts talking about the gift of the Holy Spirit. And one big thing he put in there was that you have to ask. You have to have faith. I want to read a quick verse, um, and it's in Hebrews 11. This is actually a verse that came to me while I was praying at camp. Um, and without faith, it is impossible to please him, for whoever would draw near to God must believe that he exists and that he rewards those who seek him. Um, while at camp, Greg Fritz came and he preached on Wednesday night. And that morning, I had felt God continuing to say to me, I have more to offer you. I have something for you. When Greg Fritz started to preach, actually before that even happened during worship, I could feel this heaviness on my body, on my heart. And um, the sermon starts going on, and I'm a big note taker. I don't know if anybody ever seen me in church. I have my iPad. I'm taking notes. I'm scribbling, writing incoherently. Nobody can read it. I'm writing real fast. And I couldn't even take notes. I felt like I just needed to sit and listen. And as I was listening, uh, it, it, in a moment it clicked. This is exactly what I need. 
this is what I've been missing. And I kind of felt that way before camp, reading the, reading the book that, that we were supposed to read the whole thing. Sorry. Uh, I, I felt that way while reading that book. But again, uh, you know, time, busyness, you know, I, I, while at camp that night, I prayed and I asked to be filled with the Holy Spirit. And in that moment, an unexplainable joy and peace came over me. Something I cannot explain. And I can only tell you, when you experience it, you will know it like nothing else. I, I began to cry uncontrollably. I'm not the biggest crier ever. I'm, I'm really not. Cry when my daughter's born, cry on my wedding day. I'm not a big crier. I began to cry like I've never cried before. And in that moment, my heart hurt so much for the lost. I began to see my, my, my wife, I mean, my wife, I'm sorry, my sister. I began to see my, my nephews who have turned away from God. My heart broke for them. I began to see all the youth in the room. And in that moment, I am praying. I'm praying in tongues. I don't understand. But I know that God is reaching me and he is blessing me. And it's not because I am special. I am not any, anything special at all. This thing that happened to me, this unexplained supernatural beauty, is available to everybody. Mm-hmm. And in that moment, my heart just said, God, bless these youth. Be with them. And I can tell you this right now, that that, that camp was the best camp, the most spirit-filled, God-led camp that I have ever been to in my life. And I went to youth camp starting in sixth grade all the way up until now. And I have never, ever seen anything like this before. There's another verse I want to read. Um, It's in Isaiah. Uh, I'm going to start in verse 1. But now thus says the Lord, he who created you, O Jacob, he who formed you, O Israel, fear not, for I have redeemed you. I have called you by name. You are mine. When you pass through the waters, I will be with you. And through the rivers, they shall not overwhelm you. When you walk through the fire, you shall not be burned, and the flame shall not consume you. Then down in verse 5, fear not, for I am with you. I will bring your offspring from the east and from the west. I will gather you up. I will say to the north, give up, and to the south, do not withhold. Bring my sons from afar and my daughters from the end of the earth. Everyone who is called by my name, who I created for my glory, whom I formed and made. And I want to leave you with that. God is doing something in your children. He did something in me at camp that I'm telling you, I don't want to lose this. I don't want to lose this at all. I will sacrifice anything else in the world to give this, to not give this up. I'm telling you right now, I live under a box, no offense, sorry. Hey, sorry. I live under a box, under a bridge, just so I can hold on to this. There's nothing more beautiful than this. Sorry. <laughs> That's it. Come here. I need, you need a hug. Love you. Oh, my goodness. Amen. Well, we're going to keep going. Um, <laughs> hey, Liv, why don't you come up? Give, Liv Liv give her a hand. hand. My name is Olivia. Um, I've been going to One Life for a really long time, and I've been going to youth camps for a really long time. But um, this camp was really special, and it was really different for me. Um, at this camp, I was filled with the Holy Spirit. I wasn't in the presence of the Holy Spirit. I was filled with the Holy Amen. Spirit. Amen. And before this camp, um, 
this was a hard year for me. Um, I really was living in the world, and I was looking for peace in the world, and I was looking for joy in the world, and I was looking for love in the world. And it broke me, my spirit. And so I had no relationship with God coming into this camp. But when I spoke in tongues, it was like a peace and a love and a joy that I never felt before. And everything that I was searching for in one, in one service. And the love that God gave me as a daughter of God was unexplainable. And I came, I was worried, I prayed. When I would come back home, God, please don't let me backslide. Don't let me fall out of relationship with you. Don't let me give in to sin. And he did it. He was true to his word. And he told me not to fear. And I'm just really excited for my walk with God. And I'm very thankful that I got to go to this camp. All right, uh, Mr. Cole, Cole Dobson, you give him a hand. Uh, so, uh, <laughs> I'm just going to give you all the progress throughout camp. So I started off camp just going because I didn't really understand God. I just wanted to go so I could encounter and I started off the first night just encountering God, not really uh, understanding everything. Then the second night, Greg Fritz, he came and talked to us and preached for us. And I was filled with the Holy Spirit, and I started beginning to crave God and started beginning to want God and understand it. And then the third night, when Pastor Josh went up there, uh, he, it was either the third night or the Friday. He went up there and he was saying that uh, everything that you do does not just affect you, it affects everybody after. You can affect generations upon generations. So whenever he said that, everything hit me at once. Like the, I started speaking in tongues, I started feeling everything, I started wanting God, and the only thing I worried about was God after that. And the only thing I wanted was God. So with this camp, everything was just completely different. It changed everything, my whole perspective on people, on life. So I don't know. It was just something that I don't want to lose. So I'm going to stay faithful to God, and I want to stay believing in God for God. Amen. Amen. I want to I say something about this young man because, so I told you guys I was back in the youth uh, all semester. This guy and his brother, Knox, he, he drove himself and his brother to church every Wednesday night. Every Wednesday night, faithfully coming to church. And I believe that the, the Bible teaches us that when you seek, you will find and you and your brother, I sat and listened to y'all in, in life group talk and share from your heart. And already then I was thinking, man, these guys got some good things to say. They, they seem to have a hunger for God. And uh, I can't wait to see where you're going now. Yeah. So we love y'all. Proud of y'all.
right. McKinley, y'all give him a hand as he comes up. Hey, everybody. If you don't know me, my name's McKinley, and uh, I'm kind of what I would like to call a youth camp extremist. <laughs> so <laughs> there is, I, I pretty much, I live for youth camp. I have, I have like, there, there's not, I was talking to Pastor Brandon, there's nothing, I, 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 there's nothing you could do to get me to not go to youth camp. You couldn't pay me any amount of money. You couldn't tell me to go anywhere. There, there is nothing you could do. I'm going to youth camp. And so for the past year, I have all I think about is youth camp. I've been thinking about youth camp preparing. And then Pastor Brandon, about like he was saying six weeks ago, he was telling us about the Holy Spirit. And I had never been filled with the Holy Spirit. And I've, I've known about the Holy Spirit my whole life, but I never pursued it and really wanted to be filled with it. And so for the six weeks leading up to camp, I was listening to his sermons. I was taking notes. And I was preparing. I read, I read the book that he was talking about. I asked him. I read the book. I've been preparing. So when I'm going to camp, and I didn't, it wasn't like I had faith to be filled with the Holy Spirit. It was like I knew I'm going to be filled with the Holy Spirit. It was like I'm going to be filled with the Holy Spirit at camp. So the first night, we're praying. And it, was, it was amazing worship. But the second night is when Greg came, and he was talking about the Holy Spirit, and he comes down, he's praying for people. But while I'm still in my seat, I'm just like, it's happening. I know it's going to happen tonight. It's going to happen. I'm not. So I'm sitting there. And just in my seat, like so many of these other people are saying, they're just, I'm feeling this heavy, just like, just wait. Like, so he comes down, he starts praying for everybody, but when we come up, before he even comes and prays to me, I just, I get filled with the Holy Spirit. I would speak in tongues, it's the greatest thing ever. And he's, and after that, like, I don't, like, I, I can't describe it. Like, I just, it's the, it's the greatest feeling. There's nothing that compares to it. And now, just like my extreme, camp <laughs> it's gone even farther after this so then's the last night and just like pastor Josh was saying we were it, it's indescribable his, the way his presence felt that night I was just laying on the ground crying and it was the, it was the greatest feeling ever so if I could just say one thing if there's anyone in this room who does not believe in the Holy Spirit for it's for today or has never been filled with the Holy Spirit just pursue it pursue it and you don't have to be at youth camp to be filled with the Holy Spirit or at some huge revival you can be filled with the Holy Spirit anywhere you can be filled with it driving in your car you can be filled in your room you don't and I'm telling you it is the greatest thing ever there's no man-made artificial substance that can Make the, can make you have that experience is the greatest thing ever. So I'm just going to leave you off that. If there's anyone in here who wants to be filled with the Holy Spirit, come talk to Pastor Brandon or Pastor Josh because you need to be. It is the greatest thing ever. That's all I'm going to say. Here you go. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, he is a youth camp extremist, I will tell you. <clears throat> It's, it's a funny, very, very funny conversation around our house because 
He's, he's always telling me, Dad, look, you're the pastor. Just tell Uncle Brandon that we need to do two weeks, okay? We need to do two weeks. I'm like, no. The, the, I couldn't get the leaders to do it. <laughs> oh, but anyway, praise God. Man, isn't that amazing? I mean, isn't God good, guys? I mean, just hearing it. <clears throat> you know, and I, I love all the stories we heard. Everybody could tell their own story, though. Um, and we saw so many beautiful things and so many different things happen at camp in different ways. You know, when you read through the book of Acts, people are filled with the Holy Spirit in different ways. You know, sometimes people lay hands on them. Uh, sometimes, like Cornelius, Peter's just preaching. And while he's preaching, people are just getting filled with the Holy Spirit. You know, it happens in a bunch of different ways. And even before camp, I wish I could tell you the stories, if we had time, that have come out of our church of people that have been filled with the Holy Spirit. You know, Mr. Cam Pitchford has an amazing story. I worship God, this thing's worse the way that he was filled with the Holy Spirit. I didn't even know who he was. I was preaching on a Wednesday night, and the Holy Spirit just hit him in the middle of service, and he's walking down. He, he didn't even know nothing about it. He's like, what is happening to me? I had to tell him. I'm like, you're being baptized in the Holy Spirit right in front of me. And uh, Amber Babcock, I think Amber Babcock's filled in her car. Uh, I know Shauna Wilkinson's told me. So there's so many, uh, Mr. Jimbo Jacobs, several people were filled with the Holy Spirit at our church. Ask them about it. Ask them. You know, as far as I can tell, they're not weirdos, you know, just ask them <laughs> and uh, see what they say, you know. <laughs> I just want you to know, nobody's forcing this on anybody, but what you find is when people are hungry, and by the way, by the way, I want to emphasize this, you don't have to be filled with the Holy Spirit, uh, speaking tongues to be saved, that's not part of salvation. You, you know, you're saved. if you're saved, great. Saved as can be. God loves you. You're not, you know, the people that are spirit-filled, not, it's not better, none of that. Uh, it's just a tool. It's a, it's a tool that God uses in your life. Uh, and really, in a way, it's just more of what you already have. In other words, you're saying, man, I've got this, but I want more from God. If that's, if that's not you and you say, no, I'm, I'm happy where I'm at, that's between you and God. Nobody's going to, we're not that kind of church, you know, nobody's going to force that on you or it's not like that at all. But if your heart is hungry and you say, man, I, I want more of God. I know that there's just something pushing me. I know there's more of God. Uh, this is likely what it is. You know, so just pray about that, consider that. All right, this morning, guys, we got a lot of people to baptize, and we're going to have fun with it, okay? We're going to have a good time. So let's bring in, let's get them bringing in the bab baptism. I want to ask the worship team to come back up, and uh, we're not going to be real solemn and stiff about it. We're going to have a good time, because I, I think it's a time to celebrate, amen? It's a time to celebrate. So, man, let's just see all the kids that uh, are going to be baptized. I've kind of, I had to have... A list because I'll just there's too many of them I've lost track here <laughs> guys guys while they're setting up hello All right, guys, while they're setting up, let's worship God. But, uh, but uh, as 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 you guys exit, have y'all been given instruction on this already? Y'all know what 
going out of the door this way? Okay, they're all good. We get, they're going to the student center to change clothes, so don't worry about them. We got plenty of bathrooms and stuff like that over there. Praise God. Man, are you, were you guys touched this morning by, I hope you were touched by those, those stories. Because I'm, I'm just telling you, you know, for the day and age that we live in, you ought to be grateful because I am so grateful that we still serve a God to know that there's a God that, that actually can move and have power still. Because I'm going to tell you, if we live in this generation and we're like by ourselves and we've lost all the artillery that he gave the early church, I, I need to have some words with God. Because I'm like, God, how come they got all the big guns in the early church? You know, miracles, tongues, all, all the amazing things. And now we're supposed to just live bland and dry without any ammo, you know, to fight the devil. But it's not like that. The power of God is for today. Amen. We still have the great commission to do just like they did. And uh, we need the power of God to be able to do it. And man, I'm just so happy for those that are being baptized this morning. So I'm just going to go in order of the list that I have here. So first up, let's give a hand to Mr. Mason Moses. Come on, Mason. Leave your socks on, that's fine. Have a seat right here at the end, right here at the end. All right, Mr. Mason Moses, did you give your life to Jesus Christ at camp? Okay. Then I now baptize you in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. Come on. Awesome. Praise God. Next up we have Ryan Langston. Hey, Ryan. I know you gave your life to the Lord because you came up to me. I remember. Did you give your life to Jesus Christ at camp? You accepted him as your Lord and Savior? Okay. Then I now baptize you in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. Next up, we have Melise Roller. given your life to Jesus Christ, you've accepted him as your Lord and Savior. Put your faith in him for your salvation. And I now baptize you in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Next up, Liv Fontenot. Come on, Liv. Yeah. 
Liv, we already heard your testimony. We know you gave your life to Jesus Christ. So I now baptize you in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. Next up, Heidi Smith. Okay, Heidi, have you given your life to the Lord Jesus Christ? You've accepted him as your personal savior. And I now baptize you in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Next up, we have Harlow Smith. given your life to Jesus Christ. You've accepted him as your Lord and Savior. Put your faith in him for your salvation. Then I now baptize you in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. Next up, we have Journey Moon. Praise God. All right, Journey. Going down, never to be the same again. We're leaving all old stuff behind, all right? Have you accepted Jesus Christ as your personal Lord and Savior? I know you have. And I now baptize you in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. Next up, Dayton Moon. Give him a hand as he comes. Okay, Dayton. Have you accepted Jesus Christ as your personal Lord and Savior? You put your faith in him for your salvation. And I now baptize you in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. Next up, we have Bryce Powell. Bryce, you've been needing this for a long time. You know, I'm just, no, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. No, I, I'm just kidding around with Bryce because Bryce has been back in the youth and we, he went on the hiking trip with us and. But I saw God work in him powerfully at camp, powerfully at camp. Bryce, have you accepted Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior? You ready to be baptized? Then I now baptize you in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. 
Man. <laughs> Got me. Next, we have McKinley Bajanero. You like how I said your last name? That was, that was three semesters of college Spanish coming out right there. No, I'm just kidding. McKinley, have you given your life to Jesus Christ? Have you put your faith in him for your salvation? And I now baptize you in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Okay, next we have Chloe Reeves. Chloe, have you accepted Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior? You put your faith in him for your salvation. Then I now baptize you in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. Next up, we have Mr. Brody Chamberlain. There he is. All right, Mr. Brody. Have you accepted Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior? You put your faith in him for your salvation. You've been born again. Okay. Then I now baptize you in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. Okay, next we have Mr. Colby Hawk. All right, Colby. Have you accepted Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior? You put your faith in him for your salvation. And I now baptize you in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. Next up, we have Mr. Anderson McElwee. Little buddy right here. Now, this is my nephew, for those of y'all that didn't know. So I'm going to hold him under a few extra seconds, just to be sure. Anderson, have you given your life to Jesus Christ? And you put your faith in him. For your salvation. Okay. And I now baptize you in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Next up, we have Knox Dobson.
right, Mr. Knox. Have you accepted Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior? You put your faith in him for your salvation. Then I now baptize you in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. most people we ever baptized, I'll be honest with you, okay. Next up, we've got Carly Brister. Okay, Carly, you can sit down. Have you accepted Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior? You put your faith in him for your salvation. Did you do that at camp? Praise God. And I now baptize you in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Okay, next up, Brandon Stiles. Brandon. Come on, Brandon. man of God right here. Brandon, have you accepted Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior? You put your faith in him for your salvation. And I now baptize you in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. Next up, Chris Williams. Chris Williams. These glasses need to be baptized, or we're gonna I'll, we'll hold those off for you. All right, Chris. Have you accepted Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior? You profess faith in Christ for your salvation. Then I now baptize you in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. <laughs> amen, amen. Okay, last chance. Anybody else, anybody else need to be baptized that did not get baptized? We'll do it right now. It don't have to be fancy. We'll do it right now. Anybody need to be baptized? Who? Cohen. Cohen's already been baptized. You're coming up? Oh, come on. That's what I'm talking about. Come on up. Oh. Would you rather it hot or cold? All right, you're going to have to remind me of your name again. Kenderic Styles. Styles. Getting baptized this morning on the spot. All right, Kenderic. So have you accepted Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior? Did you do that at camp? Okay. Then I now baptize you in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit.
All right. There you go, buddy. Amen. Anybody else? Anybody else need to be baptized? Mr. Oh, we got two more. Yep, both of you. Come on up. Praise God. All right, what's your name? Haley Norman. Haley? Haley Norman. Haley Norman. Haley, have you given your life to Jesus Christ? Yes. You put your faith in Him yes. for your salvation. Praise God. And I'm going to baptize you. I now baptize you in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. Come on up. I guess they just keep coming. We'll just be here all day. Hey, this is better than lunch, all right? Okay, tell us your name again, full name. Say it again. Kelvion Styles. You were at camp, huh? Did you give your life to Jesus at camp? Okay, praise God. Then I now baptize you in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. God. Where's Miss Shauna? I saw Miss Shauna coming in. Shauna need to be baptized again? We'll get her going. Oh, okay. All right. No, I was just kidding. I was just kidding. Oh, yeah. I remember Alvin. Alvin, did you give your life to Jesus Christ at camp? Yes, sir. Okay. You professed him as your Lord and Savior. You put your faith in him for your salvation. Yes, sir. Okay, then I now baptize you in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Beautiful, beautiful. Okay, what, two more? Okay. Come on up. What is your name? Catherine. Catherine, last name. Riles. Catherine Riles. Catherine, did you give your life to Jesus Christ at camp? Yes, sir. And you profess faith in Christ for your salvation. Okay, then I now baptize you in the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Okay, who else? Do we have another one? Is that it? Don't want to miss anybody. Brandon, is that everybody? Okay. Can we give them all one more big hand? Glory to God. Amen. Now listen, normally, normally when we baptize people, we like, to we like to have a conversation with them first. We like to 
make sure they know what they're doing and receive the Lord and those types of things. But all these kids that we were baptizing spontaneously this morning, they were at camp. And I know God did something in their life because we were there. And so we're just happy for them. Let's stand on our feet this morning. Let's give God one big round of applause. Shout. Come on. Amen. Thank you, Father. Glory to God. Father, thank you for what you've done in our midst today. God, thank you for changing lives. God, we give you the glory for what you're doing in these youth. There's, there's no man that could do uh, the work that you've done in their lives. And God, we give you praise for it because sometimes we feel helpless trying to, to change hearts and change lives. But by your spirit and by your power, God, we, we can change lives. And we can see destinies changed. And, and that's what's being done by the power of your spirit. We give you praise and glory for it, Lord. We thank you. And we leave today just shouting and thankful for what you've done and giving you the praise and glory. In Jesus' mighty name. And everyone said amen. amen. Praise God. We love you guys. Thanks for coming today. You guys are dismissed.